Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Have you ever been a? Have you ever had a dream? <laughs> you ever had dream when you like when you you when you went you and you went? Have you ever been a cakefarts.com? Okay, Tim. <laughs> this is not how we start podcasts this year. We don't. We, the most obscure man on earth. There is no such thing as cakefarts.com. What the fuck are you talking about? Back in my day, I don't know if it still exists. I know a lot of you are gonna check it out. Cakefarts.com. It was one of those things where like, hey, I dare you to go to cakefarts.com. And you go to cakefarts.com and it's a girl in a thong. At first you, you see her, but you're like, oh, this chick has a great butt. She sits on a very smooth looking chocolate cake and starts farting on the cake. And that's the whole website. And tell me the process and how you got to get to this website. <laughs> it's literally, it's like meat spin. You're in a meat spin? Yes. <laughs> that, I, first of all. I hated that <laughs> that phase of pranking where everything was fucking meatspin.com. It's like, yo, meet me up at the spot. Yo, send me the address. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking click it and it's a dick just swinging in your face. And oh. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? He goes, my bad. Send it again. And it's meatspin again. Yo, meatspin was so annoying because it took you like 30 clicks to get out. Every time you exit, another pop-up will pop up. That's a great fucking prank, dog. Fucking that meat spin shit. You know what? People are start doing it again now after this podcast. I hope it's still a thing. Dude, did you see this the other day? What is it? Yo, send it to me real quick. Click. <laughs> you spin me round, round, right, round, right, round. So it's the same kind of vibe. Meat spin, cake farts. When I first opened a meat spin, I didn't know what I was looking at. And so when they sent it, I, I had a look at it. I was like, what the fuck is this? What am I looking at? And it took yeah. me like a good couple of seconds. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's a dong just helicoptering around. Yeah. On repeat. Yep. Just like this stupid video that he sent me of like a, a what was it? What was it? The um, 
It's my favorite fruit too. <laughs> Damn what? You talking about the uh, mango steam? Yeah. So this one, this one, this fucking asshole sends me this fucking video. It's clip, a TikTok, right? yeah. It's like you see this mango steam. It looks perfect, and they crack it open, and I'm like, this mango steam looks rotten. It's not even mango steam. It's the ball sack. <laughs> Of a dog. Of a yellow lab. These huge balls. I was like, yo, fuck this one. <laughs> I had to, like, I saw it. I was like, I uh, need to share this. Uh, you uh, know what's so funny about the algorithm on Instagram? <laughs> the moment you start, for some reason, it just picks up all the stupid, like, things that you enjoy. Yeah. And let me tell you, every single one of my posts recently that they've been recommending me is, listen, <laughs> I'm not making these jokes, but these jokes are being sent to me through Instagram. And yeah. have you guys seen like this trend of little people like working out? Like they'll be do like a little ah. person will be doing ropes, and then you cut to a guy and it's like his shoelace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my videos are that. Ah, like there was a video of a little person doing a backflip. They caught him. It was like a raw chicken. They caught it into yes, a pot. I saw that the other day. Every too. fucking one of my videos is that now, <laughs> and I don't know why. And it is quite hilarious. You are a little personist. That's not a thing, dude. It's got a, it's probably a different name. But well, let me tell you something. We're going to battle breakfast right now. Okay. Whose is better? Starbuca or Exluta? Exluta. Well, whatever you brought, I'm sure it's great. I love Starbucks breakfast. I'm also, I appreciate you brought us some red wine. Oh, yes. Uh, this is currently my favorite easy drinking wine. It's called uh, Bogle by Phantom. It's a red blend. Uh, a little spice, and it's quite juicy. It's a very easy wine to drink if mm. you're just chilling with your friends. I don't know shit about wine, but it sounded really good what I did there. I don't know shit about wine either to the point where it's like, even the descriptors, like the common descriptors for wine dog, like, I really have to, like, tell me what the shit is, and I got to sip it immediately to know what the fuck you're saying, because mm. the other day Chia was making this stew, and she's like, it says it needs a dry red wine. What is that? I'm like, honestly? Less sugar. Is that what it is? Yeah, so dry means it's not as sweet. Oh, oh, it means it's not as sweet. I learned that from Andre Mack, a sommelier. Yeah. Yeah. Because I told her, I was like, when people tell me, oh, this is a dry wine, I do go, oh, ah, okay, I get it. But then I couldn't think of one. I had to fucking Google, oh, a Malbec. Oh, a fucking Pinot Noir. Yeah, oh. Because you know why that sounds fucking stupid? Because a wine is a fucking liquid. So what the fuck does it mean that it's dry? I know. So I found out through this video, it just means that it's not as sweet. Okay. So if it's more dry, it's less sweet. I, I would like to learn. Yes. Uh, I actually opened this uh, bottle up once again from Andre Mack, the sommelier. Oh. Look at that. He taught me how to open up a wine bottle with one of these. And this, by the way, I got to tell you, I actually enjoy opening up wine bottles with this. What's the difference? Oh, uh, well, you know, the other ones like the rabbit, like it just goes on and it pops it back up. Oh. But this one is a little more theatrical. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were to open up this bottle of wine, you take the cork, you take it at an angle, go in, screw it down, and you use this. Mm -hmm. And then you'll pop it up and then use the second run to pop it up again. It's a very smooth way to do it. I so, know. So it's not so violent. I worked at California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, did you? Yes. And you just made me explain this shit like you didn't fucking know, like an idiot. I was giving you the, oh, I know eyes. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't looking at you, chink. All right. <laughs> I didn't see him. But I'll tell you this. I had a very, uh, you know, I, it took me a while to actually get good at opening wine bottles with those. It's so cool with this little. Slice the shit open. It's so cool, bro. So I was kind of very clumsy with it in the beginning. Um, and uh, when, a, when a table would order a whole bottle of wine, like my fucking, I would be like, oh, fuck, in my head. 
And, oh, dog, so embarrassing, dog. One time this table ordered a bottle of wine. I'm talking to them, trying to be casual, trying to open this shit. And she sees me struggling, right? She's like, you want me to do that? I'm like, uh, please. She takes it. They fucking own a vineyard and shit. They're wine experts, dog. And they're watching me struggle to open this bottle. What is the chance? Ugh. That these wine snobs would be going to a California pizza kitchen. Hey, let me tell you, the wine selection at CPK is actually pretty vast and pretty great. Really? They, a part of our CPK training is, that's, CPK is the first place I learned, oh, red wines with red meats, white wines with fish and chicken. Um, All the descriptors, they want you to learn that shit. I forgot it all, but uh, you do a wine pairing course when you work at CPK too. Mm. Wine is just really hard, man. Like as as many times as I've watched these videos and all this other stuff, I think you really got to be into that shit to mm-hmm. know what the fuck you're talking about. Because all I know is that once again, I watch these videos of these psalms, and they're just like, you know what? Just drink what you fucking like, man. Yeah, like, man. If you're not gonna get into this shit, just drink what you like. If you drink it and you're like, oh, this is good. Oh, will you do that shit? Will you aerate it in your yeah. mouth? What do you what do you what do you taste, Tim? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what what just happened? <laughs> oh, hit the back of your throat. I, I tried to aerate it as I was drinking. <laughs> and I almost ruined this wall. <laughs> oh. I get the uh, nipple of a Puerto Rican beauty in springtime, the Bronx. Mm. Um, let's see. Mm. The mangosteen flavored tes- <laughs> testicles of a young Labrador retriever. <laughs> Let me see what I got here. Okay. <laughs> mm. I am tasting the untainted clitoris <laughs> of an unbathed Christian woman. Mm-hmm, my favorite. <laughs> Very good. And the snuff of an unshaved Japanese woman named. Kimiko. Oh, oh, yes. The smooth, refined kind. <laughs> yes. Mm. And for some reason, it tastes very squeaky and loud. <laughs> oh, yes. Very blurry as well. And I'm getting a little bit of octopus tentacles. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, 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 gozaimasu. Mm, okay. mm, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this will try to speak Japanese. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> domo arigato. Some, give me some domo arigato. Oh, but this is a really good one though. Yeah, it's like cool, like just having it around, just drinking it. Well, would you like to... Let's try the egg slut first. Let's try the egg slut first. Um, I brought a uh, egg salad sandwich. You like egg salad? I love egg salad. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I think it's one of those things, when I was a little kid, I thought it was disgusting for some reason. For reals? Yeah. I was just like, ew, egg salad, yuck. Um, but now, I fuck with it, my guy. Is this also egg salad? What's this one? That one is just, uh, they're Fairfax, but without cheese. Oh. Oh. Yes. Let's split. Um, here, I'm just gonna rip a piece off here. Okay, let's just eat this one first and we'll deal with it. Okay. Can I? <laughs> a nice sweet brioche bun with some arugula, spicy arugula. Hmm, I like arugula. Do you know arugula makes you gassy? Does it? Yeah. Well, it makes me gassy. Um, cause me and Chia would always hit, like, we'd always order mm. arugula sandwiches. And then we'd be like, what the fuck? Why are we so gassy? And then we had to Google it one day and arugula can make people gassy. It's one of my... Favorite greens to eat raw. Is today January? Oh, okay. So this, oh, this episode. It's, oh, it's mid. It's January sixteenth when this episode drops. Wow, it's mid January already. Oh, How about that? 
Huh. And guess what? You guys definitely didn't start your goals yet, just like me. Mm-hmm. But now, mid-January, that is when you start your day off, start your year off anew. Did we talk about your New Year's goals that you're actually going to accomplish this year? On the last one, I think. On the last, last one. You know, album, movie. Okay, besides the ones that you're not going to do. <laughs> okay, well then, realistically. Let's <laughs> talk about some realistic ones. Realistically, um, <laughs> lay off cheese. <laughs> are you real, are you for real trying to lay off cheese? Is that that's for real something that's fucking you up? So here's what it is. Um, it all ties into the end goal, right? Write the movie. Um, if ideally, if I write this movie and also finish this album, I'll be making music videos. And if I let's say I write the movie by first quarter, um, end of March ish, um, try and sell it for a couple months, and then just if I can't sell it, just make it right. Put in some money, fucking just do the shit. So ideally, I want my skin to be right for filming and I want to lose a little weight. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to get my skin really right, you know, because once I lose 10 pounds, everything kind of just sucks in a little bit more. You see my cheekbones a little more. I feel like I just look better on camera. Right. So me laying off cheese is strictly for camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so those would be the goals uh, all kind of tied into the entertainment goals is like lose 10 pounds, uh, lay off cheese, fucking get more organized, uh, and, and those would be the realistic goals. <laughs> and that's what it is. So let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Before this movie hits, are you going to start taking acting classes or are you, are you just good? Um, I think the one I'm writing for you and me, um, I'm writing me as, as me um, or okay. a version of me. So I don't feel like I necessarily need acting classes for this because yeah. I can play a good me. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I'm writing you for you. Uh, a little more, like, I'm playing more towards your... Um, brash. Brash, like, like um, I'm very, like, you, you're the you're going to be the the kind of strict older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's I'm, easy. I'm playing towards that. You feel me? So I think I, don't, I won't, I don't, I'm not doing anything super dramatic. Neither of us are. Like, yeah, there's a little serious parts here and there, but nothing where I feel like I need to take classes for. But I, I would like to hone that <laughs> skill. Um, eventually too, you know? It's interesting because like, I, I think I, I really fuck with acting a lot, like in terms of the art form, right? Mm-hmm. When I see a good actor, that shit gets me juiced up. Mm-hmm. Like I look at their process and I see how they deliver the lines and I'm like, dude, if you didn't tell me you were an actor, I would believe you were that fucking character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I really, really fucking enjoy, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes too, because I just talked about this on my New Year's podcast where I think I enjoy acting. I just don't like the process of it, mm. um, which is the whole auditioning thing mm. and, and everything else. Yeah. But, you know, we're trying to do this thing this year for me as a goal. It's like to really understand what you're what you're really good at and you should appreciate that. It doesn't make you a cocky person. Mm-hmm. It just means that you know what you're good at, right? So for me, like I said, this really is weird hearing me say it out loud. And I said it on the podcast and I listened to it back this morning and I was like, damn, it's weird for me to say that I'm that I feel like I'm good at something, mm-hmm. right? Because I mm-hmm. never say that to myself. Mm-hmm. I always say you like, should. It's odd for me though, man. It fi- it fucking feels weird. Like, I know that it feels weird. Quick side tangent. I feel like in a world of negativity and haters and people constantly telling you that you're trash, sometimes you got to be your own cheerleader, man. You know what? We just had a conversation about that with uh, me, Gio, and Mariel over uh, this New Year's because. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys don't know, I'm married. My wife, Mariel, she has this ability to talk herself down mm. the most out of anybody. And, mm. you know, we were trying to tell her, like, listen, like, 
what you just said. You have to be your biggest cheerleader, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to be your own best friend mm -hmm. because so many times like this world is already designed to shit on you. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're successful at something, people put you down. Mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're bad at something, they go, see, I told you that you weren't good at that shit. So if you're not doing that for yourself, then who's going to do it for you? Mm -hmm. So for her, like I think that was her biggest struggle in this last year. It's like she would always look at me and say, I need you to give me verbal affirmation so I can feel good. I was like, listen. I can do that for you, but it doesn't change the fact that you don't care about it. It's yourself. only going to do so much. Exactly, because mm -hmm. you're going to keep on going back to this well, which is me. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I got to worry about me too. You, mm. you, can't, you can't expect me to be that voice for you all the time. Mm -hmm. I can be there to like kind of assist you, you know, mm -hmm. get you that layup here and there. Mm -hmm. But you got to slam dunk it. Yeah. So that's all you. And I think for her, because she heard it from, from Gio, who like, honestly, like she's, she's dope, especially as a, as a, <laughs> as an old ass <laughs> woman. <laughs> And this old, old ass, rickety ass old lady. I love her. We always make fun of her. You know, as an old, old, just wise, wise, wise old lady. It's good to hear that from somebody, especially because she has her shit together. She's so successful. Right. And for her to kind of impart that was onto my wife, who's who's a lot substantially younger than her. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta listen to this and just text me fuck you <laughs> it helps her out a lot right yeah. because she's been through her own trials and tribulations and sometimes you feel like you're the only person out there that's feeling this way mm. and she went through her phase about that a few years back and she you know centered herself and now she's like confident in the stuff that she thought that she wouldn't be confident in mm -hmm. and she she said the best thing was what you just said she's like you have to be your own best friend even if you don't necessarily 100% believe it yet just saying it it really does help you know what no. I'm saying like as confident as I as I am for the most part, you know, when I'm feeling discouraged or when I'm like nervous before a show, I always do a little, hey man, fuck that shit. You, oh, you a G, you a boss, you a boss, you got this, you got this. I got to talk myself up a little bit too, you know? Yeah. I think it's healthy. <clears throat> you got to really be able to gash yourself up. And you know, like, and Rick will make fun of me for this because it's like, you know, a part of it is like, yes, I think very highly of myself, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, a lot of the times, if you go into the room like you're the shit, other people will be like, hey, this guy's the shit. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah. If you fucking put out that energy, people will like, will, will go along with it, you know? And I, I like, I try to live my life with just pure, blind confidence and optimism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know what? We also, I talked about this too, where I feel like some of the most successful people are the ones that just believe in themselves that much. Mm -hmm. And everybody, like, within their like perspective, uh, art, art form, right? Yeah. They know that they're fucking trash. But because of the way they carry themselves, they create opportunities for themselves. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not fucking good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it catches up to them eventually, <laughs> but it's the way for them to like start off and they have an ability to get better as it goes by, right? But it first started with them just having this undeniable belief in themselves. They're like, yo, listen to my music. Yo, you like hip hop? <laughs> <laughs> you like hip hop? So you say all that to say, you think you're a good actor or not? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What I said on this podcast is that <clears throat> I don't think I'm a good actor. Okay. But I think that when I dedicate myself to something, I'm better than you. Mm. Because, not you, I'm saying like people. Like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know my ability to really love something, right? So if I do love it 100%, if somebody's working 20 hours, I'm working 24. Mm. You know? So it's not that I'm good. It's not mm -hmm. that I'm great. It's just that whatever level of dedication that you think that you have to your craft, I'm guaranteeing I'm doing that many more hours than you. Mm. So if you're talented, that's great. I'm not talented. I'm a way harder worker than you. you know, I work and hard. Dude, that's, I feel like that's 
70% of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's a million talented, amazing singers and like hilarious people. But if you're not willing to put in the work, it's pointless. And you know what? Ah, damn, that goes right back to what Miss Shigamitsu wrote in my high school yearbook, right? Which resonates and stays with me to this day. She wrote, Tim, you're so funny. Thai penises. <laughs> Thai penises are like Thai chilies. <laughs> the small ones, they're not big, but the, they're but they're the most powerful. Thank you for making me come, Tim. <laughs> oh my God, Miss Shigamitsu. Oh, I wish. Uh, but, <laughs> no, she wrote, um, Tim, you're 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 super funny, you're super talented, but if you don't focus and put in the work, it that means nothing, you know? And, and if you had a time machine, you go back and be like, I have ADHD. Yeah, Miss Shigamitsu. Maybe if you were a good teacher, you would know that. <laughs> No, she was great. She was amazing. Um, but yeah. Hey, that was some good acting right there, huh? <laughs> and that's the thing. Oh, oh, would you ever... How do you feel about method acting? So, <clears throat> and this is where it goes back to af right after this break. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So this is where it goes back to. Um, the only acting class that I took or lessons was actually from Justin Chan for this movie role, right? Mm. Now, for this movie role, if you guys know, it mirrors my actual life growing up. Mm -hmm. So what people don't know, a lot of the scenes that you see in there was just excerpts of my life mm -hmm. so I didn't get writing credit for it because that's not what I was there for but a lot of the stuff that you see was you know written from my life mm -hmm. and we you know workshop that out we wrote it out so it was it was pretty hard so mm -hmm. <clears throat> kind of staying in that character for a month straight before we shot was mm -hmm. very difficult so I shaved my head I mm -hmm. gained like 20 pounds mm -hmm. that was the easy part <laughs> <laughs> that shit was mad easy I just had to eat a lot <laughs> and then going to sleep every day with creating a character and what this person went through growing up and just living that shit every day started fucking with my personality mm -hmm. every day. That shit is real, dude. Yeah. Like I was way more angrier. I mm -hmm. was always on edge for that whole fucking month. I was snapping at people for no fucking reason because every fucking day I had to relive these like 
weird traumas that never happened, mm. right? <clears throat> so in terms of that type of method acting, definitely I do believe in it. Like mm. it's, I, I wouldn't say that it's the healthiest to be honest with you because um, funny story on the short, there was these moments where, you know, I'm in the, the character in this movie, I'm this kid who just has a chip on his shoulder, right? He has these dreams that he wants to do, but it's like that classic story of people try to put you in a box yeah. and, um, but you have dreams outside of that. So it was a way for me to be like, okay, this is that Asian kid that grew up in the hood. He wants to be a musician or whatever, whatnot. But most people don't see him that way, even though he's talented, mm. right? And it wasn't the the heart of the story, but it's just a little sample of what a lot of Asian kids in our generation went through. Mm -hmm. And I think that feeling of like feeling um, like dejected mm. started fucking with me on set. And mm. there was a point on set where I fucking snapped. I started, I broke a fucking table in a chair because mm. I was so pissed. Wow. And then I like went to this fence and I started fucking socking it just mm. over and over. I forgot what the fuck made me so mad. I just remember I went home. I was like, what was that? You were like, I said decaf. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so out of character, yeah. you know? And I think like when you live in that character for so long, it starts fucking with you mm -hmm. a lot. And then you hear about that stories with like uh, Heath Ledger. <clears throat> what or, story? What happened? Um, when he was playing the Joker. Yeah. He would show up on set as the Joker yeah, every yeah. day. And then Jack Nicholson warned him. as like, hey, that's not smart. You're mm. playing like a psychopath. It's going to fuck you up. And it, it, it was fucking him up mm. in the head. And- I, I saw that now and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm becoming this weird person just mm. for this role. Brett, um, so <clears throat> in Will Smith's new movie, Emancipation, right, where he's a slave and shit, um, he told this story of the white dude in the movie that I guess plays, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming plays like, I don't know, a slave owner or someone, like the enemy, the op, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Will Smith said, <clears throat> like, beginning of shooting, he's saying what's up to everybody. And the guy, the white guy, the white actor who plays whatever part, didn't say anything to him, right? Until, you know, and they would shoot, they would do their things, never spoke to him outside of when they were filming their scenes, right? Last day, fucking martini shot, when they rapped, he went up to him, he's like, hey, nice to meet you. And that was the first time he spoke to him casually when they wrapped the movie because he was so wrapped up in being this fucking asshole slave owner character. That's what, <laughs> that's what um, Jamie Foxx told about the story about Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, where? So Leonardo DiCaprio, when they were shooting the at, um, mm. uh, what's it called? Django. Django. Mm -hmm. So he felt weird about using the N-word. Mm. And he felt super weird about like speaking to people that way. Mm. And I, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson that talked to him. He was like, hey, we're shooting a fucking movie, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And after that day, walked on set. He goes, morning, Leo. And he just... Fucking like looked at him like he was disgusted with mm. him. Stayed in character throughout the whole thing. Damn, because he had to disassociate. He had to disassociate because it made him feel, you know, terrible. Mm. You know, saying the N-word with a hard R. Oh, yeah. In front of a cast a bunch of castmates that you fucking respect. Right, of course. It's just super weird. Have but you seen Man on the Moon? Mm -mm. So you know who Andy Kaufman is? Yes. Okay, so that's the movie where Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman, right? Yes. And there's a whole Netflix documentary about the process, too, where Jim Carrey also gets very super method. Like, he became Andy Kaufman, right? Like, everybody, even, like, his Andy Kaufman's old friends were like, oh, Andy was on set, like, through Jim Carrey. You know what I'm saying? And there's such a crazy fucking scene in the documentary, dog, where Jim Carrey, as Andy Kaufman, is getting into an argument with either, like, ah, fuck, I forget exactly who it is. It's either, like, Andy Kaufman's, like, dad's 
Somebody, bro, he's he gets into an argument with somebody who was like directly related to Andy Kaufman or was really close to him. And they're arguing like he's fucking Andy Kaufman. And this family member or whoever it was is talking to him like it's Andy. And they like have this real argument, bro. It's such a trip because people looked at Jim Carrey like this is Andy Kaufman on set right now. That's and if you guys don't know who Andy Kaufman, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or. He's just a super talented troll. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But if he was a super talented troll, he kept that character on for a very fucking long time. Mm -hmm. Just like when you showed me, uh, uh, what's his face? Wasn't the real, his real voice. Oh, Gilbert Godfrey. Still fucks with me to this day. <laughs> I know. It still fucks with me till this day. Yeah. Hey, so uh, I'm thinking about doing this podcast later. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Who is that? Mm -hmm. And then he goes on the podcast. Well, you know, since I was doing stand up. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think it's about time I came clean. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Good day, everyone. Oh my god, I knew it. I'm sorry to say this. <sighs> I fucking knew it. Mm, I'm actually Hawk's cousin. My name is Huck. And um Ego. Huck Ego, yeah. And I um I went to training. I went to uh, acting school to learn how to do <clears throat> this um, urban American accent. And this is who I really am. You know what? I knew this was fake because one day he asked me to pass him a bottle of war. <laughs> right. I was like, why did you just suddenly just replace <laughs> letters with other letters? You Where the know, fuck did the T's go, bro? You know, it, it almost it messed me up because I wanted to order some chips and someone said hey those are fries and i said oh my god that's fucking weird <laughs> guess what guys i've been lying to this whole oh my god this whole time what <laughs> and it's time for me to reveal where i'm actually from oh all right <laughs> i want you to know <laughs> because <laughs> I want you to know that it's been very hard for me to do this. And Saleh, <laughs> I was very ashamed. I knew it. I was very ashamed of this because the way that you would talk to me <laughs> would be so different if I showed you where I was from. And I was like, Saleh Gandu. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to do that accent very accurately. It's really good. You're, you got a really good one, I feel. It's it's almost there, but it's just not. Like when I hear my friends do it and they're trying to teach me, I'm yeah. like, damn, I'm missing something. Mm. But if I get drunk, it sounds a little better because I'm not overthinking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's been an accent I've been trying to get down. It's 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 not that easy. Yeah, because you, you don't want to be um you don't want to be typical. Yeah, right, you don't want right. to be caricature, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the super hard sweet spot of it. I'm like, fuck, this is so difficult because I'll record myself, I'm listening to it, I'm like, it's not there yet. Yeah, I am. Um, I actually try really hard to get that British accent right. Because it's British is so hard, Because dude. there's so many different kinds that we just, as Americans, just aren't familiar with. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the basic bitch American will yeah. be like, oh, can I have some tea and crumpets? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Right? But I really, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to really get the subtle intricacies of that shit. That's the hard part, man. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's the way I feel like a lot of people appreciate it when they hear it and they go, damn, that sounds like somebody that I know. Right, right, because right. Because when you do like the Indian accent, and we already know like with Indian people, they've been like the butt of the joke of everything, mm -hmm. right? 
that when you start doing, uh, you know, like I, I don't like that because it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. And it's not, it's just not funny to me because you can't relate to it. It's played out, dog. Yeah. A lot of that shit's just played out, you know? It's like, fuck, you've heard the same shit over and over and over again. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe like a fucking like <laughs> the basic ass 10 year old is going to laugh at that shit. But like, we've heard it so many times. It's just like, ah. All right, it's not funny anymore, man. Yeah, and I was like telling people too, like somebody was uh, asking, it's like, well, you, when you use accents, how come I don't find it offensive? It's like, because when I'm doing it, I'm not making fun of the culture. It's mm. like an inside joke that you know about the culture, right? Mm. So like when Russell Peters did it, mm-hmm. he did that, you know, that Cantonese accent. Yeah, It was like inside jokes that Cantonese people or Chinese or Asian people knew about. Right. You know, it's like, that's a cult, that's a joke that we can all laugh at together mm. and we're not the butt of the joke per se we're just talking about the weird quirks that we have as a culture mm-hmm. right and i think that's like the way to do it if you want to yeah and you know people can also tell too when you're trying to do that and you don't know anything about the culture mm-hmm. it's super inauthentic so i fuck with russell peters a lot would you let me ask you this would you do a movie role where you had to do an accent it depends because mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I had to do a Korean accent, it would be really hard for me not to laugh in every take, <laughs> right? Because I would just be saying aluminum pork. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I would do it if I could do it well. Mm-hmm. I just need time because I would have to go to K-Town and be around a lot of fobs. As long as your accent isn't the butt of the joke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just the character, then mm-hmm. I, I think I would be able to do it. I just need the time to make sure that it's really, really fucking good. And that's where that method acting is going to have to come in yeah. because I can't switch in and out of characters. Yeah, I feel that because I, for one, I'm really bad at Asian accents. Yeah. So I don't know. And for one, okay, so I, I, for one, I'm really bad at Asian accents and I'm, I've always been like, look, I'm not going to do that shit. My agent knows, like, there was one time she hit me up. She's like, hey, we have an audition for you. Uh, it's not accents. It's not this because she knows, right? I'm not trying to do that shit. I'm not trying to like be the stereotypical uh, Asian character, right? But I feel like the other day I was thinking, I'm like, the only time I think I would ever be down to do an accent for a movie is if I'm like playing young Jackie Chan or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, bad day, bad day. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I always a dream of a square mountain. Square the mountain. My my daddy wants to cut a bullet with his bare hands. <laughs> Because, okay, I've seen so much Rush Hour, I feel like I could do a decent one. And also, if I'm playing young Jackie, I got to do that shit, right? Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I just think, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Jackie Chan, agent. Um, would you do an Asian accent for a film? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would do it if I was young Jackie. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I, I think it just wouldn't be a part of the joke. It, oh, that's what I was going to say. People would always, you know, of course, growing up as a young Asian in Hollywood, in the in the industry, you know, when people want to talk shit, they be like, ah, Jackie Chan, fucking Bruce Lee, they make those jokes, right? The typical jokes, right? And whenever people would say like, oh, you look like Jackie Chan, I'd be like, okay, come up with a new joke, buddy, right? And so one day, dog, me and Rick went to the wax museum and I took a picture with the Jackie Chan wax figure. I was like, what the fuck? I look like this motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, this dude, this dude, I really look like this motherfucker a little bit. <laughs> like, you're just like, make a new joke. He goes, I'm not making a joke. <laughs> it's like, uh, I... I I actually thought you were Jackie Chan. <laughs> I was like, I was next to it. I was like, hey, what the fuck? I look like this guy. Rick was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit. You see Rick go like this? Oh, shit. I <laughs> say you always dream of square modern right now. <laughs> I always dream of a square modern. Ugh. It's okay. Hey, shout out to Jackie Chan, man. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Okay, let's say this. Mm. You are a liquor store owner. Uh-huh. And you have a thick Asian accent. They offer you this role, right? Mm-hmm. 
and you and it's like hello, welcome to <laughs> Wing Wong Wicker Store. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever you buy, you buy double ply. That's the accent you have to do. Uh-huh. Do you take it? If I get a sex scene with Summer Hayek, then yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't get that. Do you take it? <laughs> of course not. But Quentin Tarantino is a Quentin Tarantino oh, film. Oh man. I'd I'd have to have I'd have to sit down with Quentin and have a long talk. <laughs> okay, motherfucker. It's acting. Okay? <laughs> You're fucking acting. What could, the fuck is the problem? I couldn't do it. It's, it's gonna set my people back. Well, guess what? I'm giving it to fucking Seaman Lube. Seaman Lou. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It just would go against Everything I stand for. Well, I guess you don't want to act then, do you? Well, how about this, Quentin? What if I suck Joe Dick? How about that, huh? Well, guess what? You have a deal. Party on, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Mm, yeah, I, I feel like people have. Def- I mean, I've definitely gotten auditions where they said it had to be an Asian accent. Mm. And uh, I said no. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know if it's like a move backwards. And I don't know if I necessarily feel uncomfortable with it. I just don't understand why. It's yeah. like, why? You, this character didn't need the fucking accent. Right. It's, is it historically accurate? Is it pertain to the character? Does it make the character better? Right. There was this guy on, um, it was a show called Two Broke Girls. Uh, we've talked about this before, and I hated that character. Yeah, and I hate him too now. <clears throat> I, I've never met you, bro. I'll sock you in the fucking mouth. <laughs> I just, that was one of the main ones. Like, I'm, I'm usually not someone to be like, this guy's making Asian men look bad, right? But I watched that shit. And mind you, I love Cat. Uh, the bar. No, I don't know. Cat <laughs> Jennings? Dennings? Jennings? Um, let me Google it real quick. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Um, I think it's, ah, fuck, I feel so bad for Great her. actress. She was, in, uh, she was in Thor. Kat Dennings. I love Cat Dennings, right? Yes. I think she's great. Um, um. And I tried to watch that show, and that fucking Asian character, ugh, that little... It made you feel weird, huh? I didn't like it. I did not like it, because not only was he, like... It wasn't like he was the tiny little, like, feminine Asian dude that, like, was... Oh, ooh, this is not what you expect. He was everything you expected, Mm -hmm. and that's what bothered me. He was the one they made fun of for, like, not getting girls, for just being a little bitch. like Having the fanny pack. Yeah, man. Ugh. Like, what was the, what was, like, he could have been that funny character without the accent. And I think, like, that was the weird thing, especially for him. It's like, what, what was you thinking, bro? Well, I mean, good check, good for you. You got the check or whatever, whatnot. Yeah. But, man, you, you kind of, ste- you know, put us a few steps backwards. Not my favorite. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying we have, well, we all haven't done stuff that maybe we've regretted. Right. Yeah. But he did stuff that he regretted for, like, four seasons. <laughs> Oh, man, you know, and that check was probably great, but that's that's something I just I, I I wouldn't be able to do personally. You know what I'm saying? What if he comes up and he's like, "Dude, I'm your biggest fan ever." Yeah, we take a picture. <laughs> we take a picture, but you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why this man makes political moves. And that is why we're gonna take a break. Well, Tim, it's time for you to test. What the heck is this? We got a Starbucks burrito wrap that you could try. Okay. We also have the classic egg white sandwich. And we also have these lovely little treats I like to call the egg white bites. Oh, I love those. But they didn't have them. 
Oh. So they have the regular ones. Oh. The Gouda and bacon one. But that's cheesy. Listen, Tim, you've already had cheese today. I'll take a little bite. I'll take a little nibble. I love the, um, these little egg bites from Starbucks are so bomb, actually. They're fucking delicious. They're really good. Um, I gave some to Veda the other day. She tore it up. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad she likes eggs. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Nice Bink. and cold. Mmm, <laughs> that's great. You get that, you get that cheese immediately. This is straight up cheese. No eggs. Mmm, it's so good. That bacon? Oh, mm. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mmm. It's so good. I actually was put on to Starbucks breakfast by this guy during SM Foods. Really? It was when we were traveling with um, our lovely, beautiful producer, Stacia. Stacia, yeah. We were on the road, and this guy told me about like their sriracha and mm-hmm. breakfast sandwiches. And I was like, yo, this might be on par with McDonald's or maybe sometimes even better. You know why? Because there earthquake? Oh, no. AC just kicked Okay. Because, uh, you know, initially, they, they used to have this chorizo breakfast sandwich, which was fucking bomb, dog. They don't have it anymore, but that shit was, mm, With the little sriracha they got, that Starbucks sriracha is, oh, mwah, popping. Mm, mm, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'll never eat Starbucks breakfast ever again. <laughs> have you ever thought... I mean, for you, because you know, I like I invest uh, a lot of my money into like businesses and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever thought about investing in the businesses? Always. I mean, obviously, we you have Goody, right? Which is your other investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely looking to invest in some in something this year. You know, um, I got because I got money that's just not making money. You know, um, I've just been a save. I've just been saving. Mm-hmm. I've always been kind of looking to put money in something, but uh, there was a couple of deals I was looking into in the past that just didn't didn't didn't. Uh, come to fruition like they were supposed to, but you know, why you got something for me? Well, Tim, I've invented this <laughs> machine. It's called a wine opener. So interesting. <laughs> You've never heard about it before, right? So what you do is you hmm. open this up. <laughs> no, but like I've, I've been watching a lot of like financial dudes and yeah. I guess like some of the most successful people, they never talk about the amount of money they have in their bank account, mm. but they talk about how much assets they have. Mm. And that's the thing too. Like, I think a lot of people think I have a lot of money in my account and I don't because I invest a lot of my money. Right. A shit ton of my money. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I'm always thinking about like the next move because I- I'll be honest with you. Unlike Tim, I don't know if I'm going to be on the space forever. Mm. Right. Um, I don't know if my goal was to be on the space forever. I just really enjoyed what I was doing. And if I'm not going to do it, then I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I do know is that when you have fuck you money, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've noticed that from people like Joe Rogan. He has fuck you money. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle has fuck you money. Yeah. Right? So like Dave Chappelle's canceled. Cancel what, bitch? <laughs> There's already like 50 mil in my bank account. Who cares? You, yeah. you, you can't cancel shit. You can dislike me, but I'll still create the content that I create. And it is what it is. You should buy a lotto ticket today. 750 mil. Okay, listen. If I win that lotto ticket, <laughs> uh, we're not doing this podcast. Anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I enjoy this podcast. This is actually something I look forward to. <laughs> this is probably the only thing I look forward to. <laughs> Aside from playing with my child, this is the only thing I look forward to anymore. <laughs> Everything else is like, ugh. This, this is one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make time for this. Yeah. No Chaser is like, fuck. How many episodes? <laughs> Genius brain. Oh, God, dude. Oh, my God. Talk about feelings. I get to come up here and drink and eat with David for an hour and then just and, and talk about bullshit. 
That is the best. And we get to talk about wine that we don't fucking know about. Bro, you know what's fucking annoying? Speaking of speaking about bullshit, I can't stand when there's somebody who watches a clip of the podcast or watches or or just any time in life and is like, you guys are talking about your dicks and poop when there's so much more important things to talk about in life. Like, (laughs) ew, bruh. You want to talk about fucking uh, uh, how to change the world? Then you do that, Mother Teresa. Yeah. I'm going to talk, okay? <laughs> I'm going to talk about how difficult it is to take a shit in the morning when you got an erection. Yeah. Because that's what I want to talk about, dog. Yeah. Cool it down, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about what you want to talk about. Princess Diana. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. We yeah. Are. Yeah, we're done, dude. All right? You stupid Mahatma dummy. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Okay? We're going to talk about smegma on uncircumcised dicks, my guy. That's right. In the name of Buddha, baby. Let's go. <laughs> on Buddha. God. Not everything has to be super deep. And listen, we do have those deep conversations, we sure right? Do. But I'll tell you this. If you're sitting around every day with some of your closest homies and all you're doing is talking about woke shit all day, Ugh. you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around you. That has right? to be exhausting. Dude, and I'm telling you, I've seen these circles too where like I'm hopping in and you know, occasionally when I'm feeling in that woke mood where I feel like there's something on my chest I have to get off, yeah. I'll say it, right? But then they expect me to be this person at all times. No, mm. that's just a blip of who all of us are. Mm-hmm. We have these moments where we're, we're a little more, uh, you know, grounded. Yeah. And sometimes I want to make a poop joke. Yes, dog. Look, unless it's unless it's like you and my three homies, three homies. If if I'm if I'm around like other people that want to start with the serious shit, I'm like, all right, man. Well, <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm gonna go over here. Hey man, this this is my favorite thing too. Like, <laughs> we're all chilling. Like if I'm chilling at an event, and clearly like this is the after part, right? Where there's drinks, things are popping <laughs> off, music is going off. Somebody sits down. It's like, look, man, I just want to talk about like our Asian come up. I am drinking, <laughs> looking at titties. In what world do I want to dive into this deep conversation where I can't even hear you? Oh, and you're screaming in my ear. Hey, man, you know about Asian <laughs> representation? But I got to say it's our come up right now. Bro, there was, that reminds me of one time I was at a club for an after party, right? And this girl, I'm in the club. This girl comes out to me at first. It's great. She's like, hey, I'm a big fan. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Music's loud, right? It's a fucking club. She's like, so, how did you do it? How did you, like, come up in the... <laughs> how would you have this conversation I'm like, here? I don't want to be rude, right? I don't yeah. want to be a dick to her, but I'm like... Because you appreciate it. Yeah, it's like, cool. So, so I'm like... Ah. I mean, it wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It took a long time, you know? <laughs> it was like 10 years, you know? It's always something I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> you ever just wake up one day and realize that this was the purpose of your life? <laughs> <laughs> Shake it like a song. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, so here's the thing about really doing what you want in life. Wait till you see my dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those 
conversations, always like, man, I appreciate that you fuck with me for so long, but let's just drink and have a good time, Please, man. Please, yeah. And maybe that comes from the idea of like always feeling like you have to say something important. Yeah. And guess what? You don't have to. Yeah. You really don't have to. So many people are just like, like sitting on their fucking like amazing hot takes that they have and they just, they feel like I'm so smart. People need to hear it. So as soon as they get an excuse, you know what I'm saying? As soon as they get any type of like fucking like little soapbox, they get to stand on, they're hyped, right? But like, dog, I don't care. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just need a friend. (laughs) Send you a video of a mango steam. (laughs) Sometimes you just just need some fucking dog testicles in your fucking text messages, bro. (laughs) That shit fucking traumatized me, dude. I hate it because I was staring at it so hard. I was concentrating so hard, be like, why is the mango steam colored that way? This is so, oh God, this is boss. I watched it like three times and I almost puked. I I was like, this is so gross. I literally almost like reposted it. But, but I was like, I don't um, want to subject all my followers to this shit. That shit was so fucking funny. Those are the <laughs> conversations that are the best. And mind you, sometimes we have deep conversations. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about some real shit. But most of the times, too, I feel like if you're always trying to one-up each other in a, in a friend setting, yeah. like those are the most exhausting people that you have to be around. I can't do it. And there are some people I know where I'm just like, I already know that when this person has a kid, that kid's going to be the most annoying motherfucker oh. on earth. Trying to educate every person in their group about what not to say, how to say it, how to do things, how to move. It's like, dude. Man, I can't stand someone, a kid, who's using big words when their voices haven't matured. <laughs> oh, I hate it. When I used to work at CBK, one of my biggest pet peeves, dog, and I, and I was going to say this might change now that I have a child, but no. I will still be annoyed. Is when the fucking little ass fucking six-year-old would be like, can I actually get this without mushrooms? I'd be like, ugh. Why are you trying to modify your choices, little stupid ass baby? Just eat the fucking food. <laughs> I'm actually allergic and I'm going to die. Like, oh, hey, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, shut the fuck up and eat the, eat the pizza, all right? <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> I get epileptic seizures from it. Oh, yeah, epileptic now, huh? Oh, you oh, you trying to boss up on me? You think you're smart? Sir, I'm literally convulsing. <laughs> oh, convulsing. <laughs> Big ass words for a person having seizures. Just say you're shaking on the ground, little idiot. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> I'm going into the afterlife. Stupid ass, smart ass, stupid ass kids. Stupid ass, dumb ass, little marky ass, buster ass kid. Uh, so this, this reminds me of a story. When I was at church, there was this girl who I fucking really found annoying. And look. I was really nice to her because why be mean to somebody when you don't have to, right? But there was one time where I kind of lightweight snapped at her because she was a girl that dated a guy that was older, Okay, right? We're in the same age group, same age class. We're 14 at the time, right? Okay. But because she dated an older guy, she thought herself as way more mature than everybody in the the Bible study group. Ew. So our Bible study teacher got sick and he couldn't make it. So for all of us, we're like, oh, cool, no Bible study. We're just about to go fuck around, play ball, whatever, right? Oh, my God. This bitch. (laughs) <laughs> stood up. She goes, uh, no, we're not going to leave the class. Um, since I, since I know what he was probably going to talk about, I'm going to leave Bible study today. Ew. And I literally looked at her. <laughs> I remember this. I went, shut up. <laughs> I just walked outside and she fucking hated me for that. 
<laughs> she goes, you embarrassed me in front of the whole class. I was like, nobody cares. Yeah. We just want to play. You're, not, you're the same fucking age as us. How dare you speak to us as if we're beneath you? Ew. She was like trying to give us Bible. I was like, you know the same amount of Bible I know about, bitch. <laughs> Go sit your sorry ass down, dude. I hated that snobbery of like, well, I'm dating an older guy, so I'm more mature. Let me teach you. Yuck. I hated her guts. And guess what? I hope, guess what? When I'm in hell, I'm going to see you there smoking my pipe like this. You're not going to hell. You're a good person. I'm, when I go in heaven yeah. and I laugh at you for being in hell, yes. and God catches me and he sends me to hell. Yeah. <laughs> There's this episode of South Park. Can we talk about this? The hell the hell episode? No. <laughs> Where it's so funny. Um, it's hell. It's like the first day's orientation for all the new people that just died. And um, the Satan's helper is like, separating anybody into groups you know he's like okay uh murderers get in this line um let's see catholics get in this line um and he's like separating everybody and uh, he's like so all the religious people are like wait so who who got it right who got it right and the guy looks at Lucy, he's like uh, the mormons and everyone's like oh <laughs> damn it <laughs> i can't live as a mormon it's uh you know it's a lot i can't walk around in that white shirt <laughs> and that tie and then learn other people's languages. They don't wear that all the time, David. Let me tell you something. Those motherfuckers that came to my door did. <laughs> and I'd be surprised when this white person suddenly speaking some broken ass Korean. Oh, for real? Yeah, because they'll try to learn the language wow. of the person, you know, which is fucking amazing, Interesting. actually. It's really, and they'd be like, oh, hi, uh, um, we're here from the Mormon, blah, 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 blah. They're like, oh, are you Korean? I'm like, they're like, I knew I say, oh, I'm like, wow, dude, get the fuck off my property. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you know my language, you jackass? Oh, that's pretty cool. And they'll, they'll send them like on missionary trips to whatever land and they'll learn the culture and the language oh, so yes. well where they're fluent. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing. I get amazed at how like people who are so religiously devout that they go to that level of dedication. Hey, look, man, colonizing is a big, uh, you know, it's a serious business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they take it seriously, you know? Some Mormons, though, they were very good at lying about being a Mormon. And they were some of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever met in my life. Wow. I would see this that? dude. His name was Sam. Mm -hmm. This guy smoked like a fucking chimney. Mm. And then one day I saw him on his bicycle doing his Mormon. I'm like, what the fuck, guy? He goes, this is my parents, man. But he was the worst motherfucker I ever met in my life. Damn. Not, not because smoking is bad, but at the time it was illegal. Let me ask you this. Why do all Korean people smoke cigarettes? It's a cultural thing, man. Yeah. Like all Korean dudes smoke cigarettes. Yeah, why now, is that? I don't fucking know. We drink like fucking fish. Yeah. And then we smoke. Yeah. At a very fucking early age. You don't smoke cigarettes though. No, I never liked it. I didn't right. like the smell. I didn't you like tried it. No, I never even wanted to try it. Uh. I didn't like the smell. I was that kid too. If I didn't like something, I just didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck if you told me it was the cool thing to do. Mine is drinking because a lot of like the uh, gangster older brothers, <laughs> they kind of like, they would, look, when you were younger too, when you're around people who aren't like the nicest people, like not only do you get peer pressured, if you don't do it, they just beat your ass. <laughs> I got my ass beat for just damn near everything because mm -hmm. at the time when we were younger, everything was gay. <laughs> You couldn't do anything. Everything was fucking gay. Right. Oh, you want to drink? Fucking gay. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just don't want to drink. Also, I'm 14. <laughs> you know? Me and she were driving through K-Town, and she saw some people smoking, like young people. She's like, hey, cigarettes. I'm like, baby, I don't know what it is, but as long as I can remember, every fucking Korean dude I know just smokes cigarettes. So, me in K-Town, right? Yeah. We'd be chilling at a bar. <clears throat> I, I would always be awkwardly at a table by myself because mm -hmm. they would go out and do like a 30 minute smoke break mm. and I'm just at the fucking table with nobody and mm -hmm. they're like hey smoke break I'm like okay I'll just be here by myself <laughs> drinking and crying because they'll just go out smoke break they'll come back in and we're kicking again and they take another smoke break and another smoke break and another smoke break weird 
Thai people don't smoke like that? Not like that. Not like young. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't be in Thai town. Thai town doesn't really have like a nightlife. Um, I don't know a whole lot of Thai people my age, but uh, yeah, maybe young people in Thailand will smoke cigarettes. You know, my, my parents definitely smoke cigarettes in their day. But Koreans are the only ones, like, to this day where I'm like, y'all just be smoking cigarettes, bro. And I get it. Like, okay, I get, I understand weed because you get high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigarettes, though, I'm like, that shit just stinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in Korea, too, I'm not sure if, if this is how it is now. Mm. But for a lot of, like, the business moves that you make is done outside of the actual business, right? Mm. So I think it's called Hebe. If you're Korean out there, just let me know. But it's it's the thing that you do after work that counts the most. And mm. all my uncles, my relatives told me this shit too. They're like, no, you don't you don't not drink. Mm. If you're the person that doesn't drink, that means you don't give a fuck about <laughs> your job. Mm -hmm. So afterwards, like he says, like when he's working at his company, he's working whatever, 10 hours. Afterwards, the boss is like, all right, everybody, let's go get drinks. Mm. And it's on the company. Mm. They go out, they get drinks, they get smashed at like 8 a.m. Yeah. And they go back to work the next day and do that shit five days in a row. And if you don't go, you're not part of the conversation. Exactly. You don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They look at you funny because you weren't down for the fucking crew. Right. So you have to fucking drink. He goes, mm -hmm. there's no way you don't drink. So that's why he started getting out of like the corporate business type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because he can't drink well. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't hold liquor very well. So he has a shot in him. He's already plastered. Ah. They're taking back like 20 shots of soju and just throwing up all over the place oh, and they're going to work. Could you imagine doing that five days in a fucking row and having to work 10 hours? Ridiculous. Yeah, so <clears throat> I don't really have that gene. You've seen me. I'm over <laughs> here trying to kick poles. <laughs> When's the last time you got uh, offered a bump of cocaine? Or first time? Uh, first time was at a club. A girl offered it to me. <laughs> and I said no. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me like I was a loser. <laughs> this was years ago too. Mm -hmm. But I, didn't, I don't do hard drugs like that. But <clears throat> there was a point... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still popping now, but like cocaine was making a resurgence. Oh, and my, my cocaine is uh, rampant. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. Everybody's on that shit. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it because they're saying it offsets the alcohol. Right, it sobers you up. Is it what they say? Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know. Sure you don't, Tim. <laughs> but they it was at uh, the Chapman Plaza, that, that Korean bar that everybody goes to in okay. K-Town. And this girl was like, you want to do a bump? And I'm like, no. What the fuck? Y'all just doing this casually? And they just went to the bathroom, did a bump, and they all came out. I'm Isn't like, that crazy? I was like, what kind of fucking, oh. Doug, first time I got offered a bump of cocaine, I literally, it wasn't even in a bathroom. I was in a VIP section of a club. Um, fucking, wow, uh, some Filipino rapper, I forget. But we were just there, chilling. AJ Raphael. <laughs> yeah, AJ <laughs> Raphael offered me a bump of cocaine off his dick. <laughs> <laughs> you want a bump? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Look down. <laughs> some, and I turn around. <laughs> Turn around. It's, in the, it's in the flap of his uncircumcised penis. He just folds it back. Oh my god! No, it was it was it was off his uncircumcised dick, and he had a ukulele in his hand. <laughs> but, so I turn around. There's literally a thumb with a bubble of cocaine in my face. I turn around, I was like ah, and the other rapper was like, "Do it!" I was like, "No!" He's like, "All right," and did it. And uh, I, I and uh, I just I never have you know what I'm saying and I, it might be partly because I was in a club one time and saw somebody OD on some shit I don't know if it was a pill he popped or if it was some cocaine or whatever but I seen a dude fucking seizuring on the ground and I'm like I don't I want no parts of that you know what I'm saying yeah like that that's and I, we were just talking about this with a Robin Couch but mm -hmm. I don't want to fuck with drugs where if I've seen people tell me story and I know people in my personal life that have gotten fucked up by it to the point of like no return mm. that shit 
freaks me out. It, like whatever. They're like, oh, that's like a small percentage. I don't want to be in that small percentage. I'm good. I've never seen people who smoke weed end up like that. Right. So I'm like, all right, whatever. But if you're telling me like, oh, do some ayahuasca, but it's like cool. But I know two people personally took ayahuasca and it fucked up their whole life. What? So <clears throat> for some people, great. Other people, just two people I know personally, like I know no personally, yeah. they got fucked from it. I'm okay. And that's too, too many, mm. right? Because I've only heard maybe like off the top of my head, maybe three or four stories. And that's two out of four. That's a pretty shitty probability for me. I've, um, I haven't heard ayahuasca like fucking people up, but I have seen ayahuasca from a distance get people to a point where they feel so enlightened that now they're fucking weird, dude. Where they're like, they're like, they do it like every week now. And they're like, no, I've transcended Ugh. regular life. I've hit this other level and I see things that other people don't. And now they're, you can't even talk to them. You dude, know you know what happens, dude? One of the side effects of ayahuasca is that you become annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, makes sense. <laughs> you just end up being the most fucking annoying person on earth. That's why I told this fool, if he takes riddle and he stops being, being funny, I'm throwing it in the trash. Oh, I'm there with you, dog. <laughs> No, no, thank you. If I show up at this house and he goes, hey, so I want to talk to you about Asian representation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this fucking bottle of Ritalin and I'm throwing it in the garbage can. People are just going to have to deal with me forgetting what I'm talking about all the time because there's no way I'm going to let myself be that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're trying to do some yes and jokes on the podcast and all he does is go, yes. I'm like, hey, can you stick to the subject, please? <laughs> Anyways, Mother Teresa. Lobotomy. <laughs> like this. Get that shit out of your brain right now. I just like getting drunk with you, David. So, eating egg salad sandwiches. Would you like a donut? <laughs> so the New Year's goal for me this year was for me to lose the extra like twenty pounds, and we're starting it off strong, baby. You don't. Oh, they gave me an extra donut. I only ordered two. They gave me three. Twenty twenty three is lit. <laughs> you know you have to do the leg farts, bro. <laughs> 2023 is lit, guys. They gave me an extra donut from Krispy Kreme. Shout out to this Krispy Krispy Kreme. You guys are awesome, dude. Fuck. Here we go, everybody. (laughs) Fuck fireworks. You get leg farts. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I can't do that. Let me see. Do I have my big boy box? Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I can't do this. Do it, dog. How do you do My chair won't lean back. <laughs> it just sounds like silent farts. <laughs> I, I think you gotta get your you gotta get your, your, your smaller. <laughs> okay, it's too big. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, guys. Thank you for watching. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm too dry. Thank you for watching another episode of Dudes Behind the Foods. I'm David. <laughs> and I'm Tim. And I'm Tim Chantarong. Dude, you're just so good. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Yo, it's the dudes behind the foods. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.